Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. Hey Kieran. Yes. You know that guy I started the fight club with? No. He doesn't exist at all. He was all in my mind the entire time. Your blank expression leads me to believe you haven't seen that movie. I have, but I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> That's a perfect response, I so, think. I think my bitch tits say it all. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was the only thing you can pick up from that? <laughs> yes. Welcome to the show, everybody. And if you didn't want to know that, then you really shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. What? <laughs> the bitch tits thing? <laughs> that either. It's all a cause and effect thing. So. Are we talking about a children's movie this week? We are. <laughs> You would what think, an appropriate introduction. You would think I would try to pick something more fitting. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. So if you're new to the program, welcome. 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 Thanks for sticking around after that introduction. But Thanks what we do in. is we look at all the promotional material for a movie, the trailers, posters, whatever we can get our hands on. And then we try and come up with as much of the plot as humanly possible. Matty D and I go away and come up with our own ideas for the plot. And we see who can get closest to the actual film plot on the day of release, which is generally many months from our recording date. For our own fragile egos. Yes, that's absolutely right. And this week we're talking about the fourth sequel. Yes. Fourth sequel? Third sequel, technically. Fourth in the, the fourth franchise. fourth film in the Toy Story franchise. I believe it's the fourth movie in the toy universe. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they technically do have spin-offs, but not really. Right. Well, it's yeah, not really a It's all Disney, right? Anyway, it's Toy Story 4. A movie I thought was a hoax. Yeah, I really didn't think they were going to make this movie after Toy Story 3. Not saying that Toy Story 3 wasn't a success and didn't warrant making a sequel. But but it was pretty conclusive, I thought. Yeah, they sort of wrapped everything up. Yeah, that's what I thought. When the dollars come a-calling, Disney comes an answer. (laughs) Yeah, man. Now, I'm getting a bit of deja vu, Matty D. Have we talked Toy Story before? We actually have, uh, Kieran. In one of our old podcasts, Best Movie Quest, which is still available on iTunes. (laughs) Shameless plug for ourselves. We actually talked about Toy Story. Too. So this is our second time doing a podcast on the Toy Story universe. Yeah, hopefully we don't get too into the science behind living toys this time yes. around. Oh, I think we kind of have to with this one. They oh, explore man. it themselves in the movie. It does look like it. So in our Toy Story 2 podcast in Best Movie Quest, we talked, I think, at length about what makes a toy alive. Yeah, I walked away so, and my head was hurting from yeah, it. Yeah, so we went, are garden gnomes alive? What are the parameters that are in place that cause sentience in inanimate objects? Yeah. And do toys feel pain? Those sort of, do they have souls? Those sort of dark questions that keep you awake at night is what we were asking in that show, but for no real reason except for just amusement. Yeah. But in this movie, they actually do explore that in the plot. Yeah, it's a place I never thought they would go. Where else can you go, really? And I think it's a fun concept too explore. It's definitely something different. I know there was a large reaction to the new character in this movie. Really? Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Maybe you can speak to that shortly. No problem. Anyway, what is your history with the Toy Story films? Well, like many people in that are living right now, um, (laughs) I've seen all of them. I've seen all of them. I watched the first one, very young. The thing on the head, the head on the spider used to terrify me as a child. The the child's, the doll's head. The doll's head on the spider terrified me. The spider. I was super scared. I remember it vividly, actually. I read an audio book about Toy Story and I found it completely frightening. The whole concept was so scary for me. But then when I watched the movie, I was like, this isn't so bad. And it was 3D. It was one of the first 3D, big 3D animated movies. It's like, oh, wow, that's interesting. You mean CGI? CGI, sorry. It wasn't popping out of the screen. 
screen with your 3D glasses on. <laughs> My mistake. Well, it was 3D as 3D was at the time. Yes. And watch the second one as well. He still doesn't get it, folks. It's CGI. Okay, CGI. I'm trying to save myself here, Kieran. Okay. Watched the third one and was really, really emotional at the end. I cried at the end of that one, Did you Kieran. just breeze over the second one? Yes. If you want to hear Manny D's opinions on the second Toy Story movie, find our old podcast, Best Movie Quest, Toy Story 2 episode. There you go. Yeah, I've got, you need I've to got know. very colourful opinions on yes. that. But yeah, that was that's my history with this. And when this movie came out, this fourth movie, I was like, there's no Hasn't way come out yet. They'll, there's no way they're going to do this. This can't be a movie. Like, they've tied it perfectly, in my opinion. But here we are, talking about it, so. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Well, I was very excited to see the first Toy Story movie when that came out. I think it really spoke to me. I loved the concept behind it. And then, of course, I loved the movie when I went and saw it as a, about a six-year-old. I think I was about six at the time, maybe a little older. Listen to our other podcast for my history on the second one and my thoughts on that movie. Third movie, I thought was fairly decent, but I was an adult by the time that was released. So, I suppose the magic had sort of left a little bit for me. I wasn't as into it as I was I the previous two movies. We were the target demographic for that one, though. Yeah, but it didn't hit me in the same way that it hit other people. I don't know. I must be a you cynical, jaded man. But, you know, when you've spent the last however many years watching, I wanted to say adult movies, but that sounds a bit dirty. <laughs> Mature movies. When you're watching... Um, big boy movies. Big boy movies. <laughs> M-rated, X-rated movies. Okay, you don't need to sound tough. <laughs> It's kind of hard to go back to the... This is lame. The G-rated God. world and find it compelling in the same way. No one's killed each other I mean, in the it first was, 10 minutes. It was minutes. a good movie. I enjoyed it enough for what it was. But yeah, third movie was good. I didn't think they were going to do a fourth one, yet here we are. Here we are. And what do we know about this fourth Toy Story movie so far, Matty D? So we had... Firstly, the first teaser came out, which was very, very short. It yes. introduced our brand new character that yes. seems to be at the forefront of this plot. The fork front, yep. The fork front, very nice. <laughs> that's, that's your one <laughs> big joke yeah um <laughs> and then we've received two trailers since then that pretty much iron out what looks to be the base they announced the this thing years ago actually mm. i remember there was just a teaser poster for it way it was on back the teaser when about poster. 2013 they announced it i remember they announced this alongside finding dory yeah i remember and that other no. movies incredibles 2 but i thought it was since come out not real when they yeah. came out yeah, absolutely. So I, ne- I always disregarded it. I was like, oh yeah, Toy Story well, 4, whatever. It's been six years since they announced it. So mm. Who's uh, who's in this movie, Kieran? Well, we've got our old returning classics. We've got Tom Hanks playing Sheriff Woody. Yeah, I love that guy. The cowboy doll. Now, of course, we know Tom Hanks from a whole bunch of movies. Jeez, what hasn't he been in lately? He was in, most Sully. famously, I'd say, Joe versus the Volcano. <laughs> no, of course not. The Dungeons and Dragons movie. He wasn't in that. He was. He was not. He was. Okay, listeners, prove Matty D wrong. He was not in that movie. In Happy Days? Yeah. He was in Happy Days. Was he? Anyway, he was in Cast Away. He was in Big. He is a massive, massive actor. Forrest Gump. Green Mile. Green Mile, yes. He's been in them all. If you don't Polar know- Polar Express. Yes, if you don't- don't know who Tom Hanks is at this stage, then you're obviously not watching movies of any kind. And next we have Tim Allen returning mm-hmm. again as Buzz Lightyear. And of course, Tim Allen is probably <laughs> most famous for... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Home Improvement, where he played Tim Allen. Yeah, he played himself. <laughs> Tim the Toolman Taylor. He also played Santa Claus. Let's not let's not forget yeah, that yeah, in his resume. He's made a role, the Santa Claus. Yeah. Yes. And what was it? Christmas with the Cranks? Christmas with the Cranks. What was the one where he I had I think a- he was desperate for them to make a Toy Story 4, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> what he was, was he like, please give me another one. No. <laughs> what was that movie he did where he had a child from um, a tropical region that was in a tribe? Jungle it? to Jungle. Yes. It was a remake of a French movie. Yes. Next we have, as a brand new character, Tony Hale. 
mm-hmm. as Forky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a spork that's been brought to life through the power of toy magic. Yeah. From Big Mouth. Is he from Big Mouth? Yeah, he is. Okay, I know him best from Arrested Development, which is a show I've never seen, but he's Buster Bluth. He's the guy with the hook hand. Let me sidetrack because I thought it was a different actor. He isn't in Big Mouth. <laughs> okay. Wow. Look at Matty D's research. <laughs> and Tom <laughs> Hanks is definitely in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> well, he sounds like somebody from Big Mouth. But yeah, Buster Bluth. I love that show. Okay, there you go. I looked over his IMDb listing today, There's but I couldn't much. really nail down anything that I'd seen him in. He sort of does a lot of comedies, which I generally tend to steer away from. Yeah, they're not big boy movies. <laughs> no, they're not X-rated, <laughs> hardcore, violent. I make it sound like porn every time. I don't know That's why. your superpower. Yes. Anyway, it, it I'm always not watching goes back, porn, folks. I'm a, just watching westerns, Tarantino movies. Sounds like someone Arnold who Schwarzenegger. Is, sounds like something someone who is <laughs> watching porn would say. Yeah, <laughs> porn parodies of all those. Back to talking about a children's what, movie. What a what a great way to t- <laughs> introduce a kids movie. I hope you're tuning in with the little ones, folks. Oh, they did a podcast about Toy Story. Let's yeah. listen to it, Billy. Sorry, folks, but please look at the explicit tag that is on all of our podcasts. Now, next we have Annie Potts, who is returning as Bo Peep. Now, of course, Annie Potts is probably most famous for playing what's her name Janine from the Ghostbusters what's the name of the receptionist from the Ghostbusters I cannot remember oh yes I can it's Chris Hemsworth obviously (laughs) of course Yes, she played Janine Melnitz in the Ghostbusters. Oh, did she really? It was not Chris Hemsworth. Oh, there you go. That didn't happen. Anyway, <laughs> last but not least, the last actor I want to talk about, because there are a lot of actors in this movie, mm-hmm. but as per usual, I think they're more of an ensemble. They won't be playing major roles. I think we've labelled most of the main cast. But yeah, the last person I want to talk about is Christina Hendricks, mm-hmm. who is playing Gabby Gabby. Yeah. Now, Christina Hendricks, I know best from Mad Men. She plays Joan on that show, and there's she's absolutely of, fantastic There's a lot it. of Mad Men actors that come in to yeah. do major Well, they're all great films. actors. I think every second movie we do has a madman yeah, actor in it. it seems like that. But yeah, they're all really good actors, so I'm not surprised. Now, the only other thing I think I've seen her in outside of Mad Men is Drive, where she gets a shotgun blast to the face in one scene. Does she really? Yes. Is she that person? Yes, she's that person. Ah. Now, the interesting thing about casting Christina Hendricks in this role, I initially thought, without sounding too crude, if you've ever seen Christina Hendricks, she's probably the last actress you'd cast in a voice-only role. But if you've ever heard her voice, she does have a very bubbly, cutesy sort of voice. So I suppose it would fit a Dolly character. I think that's what they're leaning into. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So that's all the cast that I wanted to talk about for this film anyway, but of course we've got a lot of returning characters. Can I a lot ma- of mention cameo something? characters? Can I just mention something yes. about the cast just quickly? Yeah. Um, something very sad is Don Rickles passed away and they're using archival audio, yes. audio for... Yeah. Um, Presumably unused lines from the previous movies. Yeah, from Mr. Or P- clips from Potato. his stand-up. <laughs> that would be weird, wouldn't it? Just he starts randomly talking about his wife and it sounds like he's in front of an audience and they're like, what's wrong with you, Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> well, he does talk about his wife because his yeah. wife's in it. Yeah, that's true. I think they had to work it in based on his stand-up. And anyway, yes, very sad to see him go. We've lost a fair few of the Toy Story cast over the years. Yeah. Slinky Dog. <laughs> He's probably the only other one who's dead, but unfortunately. He definitely yeah. is, yeah. That's what happens when you have a movie series going for 20 years plus. Yeah, so did you notice as well that Keanu Reeves has a role in this movie? I do. I think he's playing like an action uh, figure. Yes, he certainly seems like he is. And Key and Peel are also in it. I'm keeping my cards close to my chest, Kieran, if you notice this. Oh, okay, there you go. Well, yes, I've noticed that as well. Do you want to get into our plot straight away? I believe it's my turn to go first. I'm very interested what you have to say. Yes, my plot for Toy Story 4. 
by Kieran. <laughs> so it is how it does have his in name. In true on it. Kieran fashion, I think I say this every week, but I think this is going to start with a cold open. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't think it's going to start with a flashback or anything else because typically the other Toy Story movies have started off and we see, at least in the first movie, we see Andy playing with the toys. In the third movie, they've incorporated the imaginary game into the movie itself. So we see what Andy imagines. The presumably. second movie. No, the second movie started off with the Buzz Lightyear action game. Yep. Yeah, I, I believe the that. third movie had basically the scenario from the start of the, the first movie played out in live action for lack of a better word but yeah we see inside the imagination so I think this fourth movie will start off in a very same way except I think it will be a game that Bonnie the toy's new owner is playing maybe in the car on the way to kindergarten or at least at kindergarten because in this movie she's starting her very first day of kindergarten big school in a way how exciting so she's left preschool and she's going to big school she's scared she's got Sheriff Woody with her as her only companion going with her to school on this first scary day of course so yeah I- I'm gonna say that she's playing a game in the car maybe she's got him riding what's the horse bullseye bullseye the horse holding him up against the window like i used to do as a kid and just Didn't galloping along the roadside yeah anyway something like that and that will be incorporated into opening titles in an artistic way it'll be great but anyway she gets to kindergarten she's nervous she's told you're not allowed to have toys at school so she has to keep woody in her bag she can't have him with her at school she's conflicted she doesn't know how to talk to the other children so in order to cope she makes forky our fork spork toy question mark He's a sentient spork with basically stick-on eyes and pipe cleaner arms. Very confusing. Yeah, so... Bonnie creates I'm sure life. it starts off as like an arts and craft project, mm-hmm. but then she goes, since I can't have my toy as a comforter, I'm going to make a toy as a comforter, keep it with me on my desk to help me get through the day. Woody sees this and goes, oh, isn't that nice? She's got a new friend who's helping her through a hard time. She's coped when I thought that she wouldn't be able to cope. And so straight away, he's very warmed towards Forky. Do you think Woody, I'm asking you as though please <laughs> ask your me. opinion, do you think Woody will be initially surprised that Forky is alive? Maybe. I'm just going to say no. He's not at all surprised that he's brought to life like Frankenstein as soon as the last oh eye is glued God. on his face. He's I wonder like, if I'm that, alive! I wonder if it's something he's seen before. He's an old toy. Yeah, maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. There was wooden trains that weren't alive, which always confused me in Andy's room. Yeah, if a fork can be alive, why can't a train be alive? Maybe he experimented by sticking some eyes on the train and seeing if that would come to life. Kill me! (laughs) (laughs) I think it's that sort of scenario. I don't think they'll go as dark as that, but I think Forky will be very disturbed at the fact that he's suddenly sentient. Quite like us, the audience, when we really think about it. So Bonnie brings Woody and Forky home, and Woody, of course, introduces Forky to the rest of the toys, much to his terror because, you know, it's his first day of being sentient. He's got to be introduced to this whole world in a clever way. The audience is being reintroduced to this world. If it's their first Toy Story movie, then they get the plot Ah, pretty quickly. So they they live vicariously through Forky the Fork. So Woody, of course, he was there in person. He saw Bonnie throughout the day. He understands the importance of Forky, but he tries to let the other toys know, even though he's not a real toy, he is a crafted toy, he's still just as important as the rest of us, but the rest of the toys, I think they'll have a little bit of a hard time adjusting to the fact that he's not quite the same as them. Of course, they'll be welcoming. They're all great toys. They're all great characters who we saw in the previous movies. But at first, they'll be like, well, it's a bit strange that this guy is sentient. You know, what's the... Uh, maybe they won't go down this road. You reckon but they'll maybe, go into it? Maybe they'll be like, well, what's the difference between him and a regular fork? 
Can we start classifying any inanimate object as a It's a slippery toy? slope, Woody. Yeah, exactly. We got some toy racism happening. Yes. Is that what's happening? Once we let the fork start drinking at our fountain, then <laughs> will we start letting knives in? I don't think so. No, knives I'd... that stab us? Yeah. It's a slippery slope, <laughs> yeah. guys. These gangs of knives roaming the streets. Anyway, I don't think they'll quite go Forks in belong in yes, the kitchen, they'll be, not the playpen. They'll be apprehensive at first, which will lead Forky to feel not as welcomed as maybe he should be. On the way back from kindergarten, I should have mentioned this earlier, but on the way back from kindergarten, Woody hears Bonnie's mum talking to Bonnie and saying that they're going on a road trip in their family RV to Grand Basin. Now, I went, what is the relevance of Grand Basin to the Toy Story universe? Why would this have any significance you in this story? You thought of this? Yes. Now, I initially brushed it off as, oh, it's just a holiday destination, but Me I too. have a That's theory. That's what I did. <laughs> Go on. I have a theory that it's the town where Andy is from. Okay. Now, I know he moved in the first movie, but I'm going to say it's the town that they moved to, the town that they're in in the second movie. Now, I know it looks like a small town. Mm, maybe it's got a big stretch of suburbs that we don't see. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's so you where think Andy it lived. was his original town in the first movie or the town that he moved the to? The town that he moved to. Second movie. Why do you think it's the second and movie? And we know that Bonnie lived in that same town as Andy at one point because how else would they know yeah, each other? Course. But maybe Bonnie and her family moved away and they're returning back to the town for, you know, maybe there's a yearly carnival that they can't go. Well, we know there's a carnival, but anyway, maybe it's that yearly carnival that's a family tradition of theirs to attend every year. This is an interesting Anyway, I think they'll thing, have ties yeah. to the town and it works into my Ooh, plot later on. I like this. Of course, they start traveling in the RV, the whole selection of toys. Bonnie will pick a whole bunch of toys that she chooses. Of course, it's going to be our familiar faces. It's going to be Jesse, the yodeling cowgirl. You it's love going to Jessie. be Buzz. It's going to be Woody. It's going to be Forky, the brand new toy. It's going to be Rex. It's going to be Slinky Dog, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, so on and so forth. I don't need to list them all, but it's going to be all your favorites back again. But while they're on the trip, in the middle of the night, when everyone's asleep, Forky sees his chance. They've left the back window open to get a cool breeze running through the caravan, through the RV as they're traveling along. And he sees his chance and throws himself out the window, as we see in the trailer, much to Woody's chagrin. I don't think this will actually happen, but I had a theory that he'll say to Buzz, look, I'll try and find Forky and then we'll try and travel to Grand Basin, meet us at the antique shop. So I think he'll establish with Buzz or maybe all of the Does other he, toys. So he knows the antique shop exists. Yes. Okay. The antique Basically, shop. Basically, long see story in the short, Woody has pre-knowledge. Maybe it happened between movies that Bo Peep was taken to this specific antique shop in town. Okay. So he knows that Bo Peep is in Grand Basin. So that's a connection. That's a place that he's familiar with somehow. Or don't ask me how. I um, was just about to do that, but I won't. Because I'm I, nice. I wouldn't be able to think of the correct... I, I don't think it'd even be close. Maybe he was in the car when Andy took Bo Peep to the antique shop. Maybe it's as simple as that. He looked out the window and saw it. But anyway, he's aware of the antique shop. He's aware that Bo Peep is there. He goes, that's a good meeting place. We'll be safe there until we can meet back up again with the rest of the toys. We know that Bonnie and her family are going to that town anyway. He's got to say this quickly because <laughs> Forky's disappearing off into the distance out the back window. He expresses this quickly to Buzz, jumps out the window to follow Forky, and the rest of the toys are taken away in the RV while Woody has to find Forky along the side of the road. 
While they're alone in the middle of the night walking down the road, Woody finally convinces Forky of his importance to Bonnie. So initially Forky's like, oh, why do I care? I was designed to eat salads and dinners. Fucking hell. But he explains the importance of... <laughs> yeah, well done, Matty D. It took me a while. He explains the importance and the significance that a child's connection and love that they form with their toy and how important that is to a child growing up. General Toy Story stuff. Yeah, repeats of the last movie. Mm-hmm. Woody's learnt... You gotta have heart in there in a Pixar. Woody's learnt to deal with the fact that he's not gonna always be the favourite toy. He's accepted that after his lesson in the first (laughs) movie and the second movie. Not so much the third movie, but anyway. So he just wants to see Bonnie happy and he knows that Forky is important in making that happen. Forky, it gets through to him. He finally realises, oh Bonnie, you're the reason I'm alive and I'm happy now that I'm alive. And he wants to hurry back to her. They hitch a ride, let's say, on a delivery truck. They'll do it in standard Toy Story fashion. But anyway, they get to the town and because, let's say that the RV's pulled over to pick up some gas at a petrol station, Woody and Forky beat Bonnie and her family to Grand Basin. So they arrive in the early hours of the morning. Bonnie isn't there yet. So they make their way to the antique shop. They go in looking for Bo Peep. They initially can't find her, but they're instead met by Gabby Gabby, the doll voiced by Christina Hendricks, who initially comes across as welcoming and warm, but we quickly learn that she's got ill intentions. She's got an army of ventriloquist dummies. Slappies. Slappies, yeah, from Goosebumps. I wonder if there was any copyright here, because they very much look like Slappy. Well, you can't really copyright a dummy, unless its name is Slappy. I think their name's Benson. Yeah, I don't think Goosebumps will have a problem. They're having a hard enough time making their own films. (laughs) I think Gabby Gabby, the reason that she doesn't want Woody or Forky to leave is because they don't get a lot of toys in the antique shop, and she's sort of the leader with an iron fist. I suppose in the same way that in the second movie, Stinky Pete wanted Woody to stay stay with him in the museum in Japan forever. I think Gabby Gabby wants Woody and to a lesser extent Forky to stay in the antique shop forever gathering dust. In a lot of ways, this movie looks like it's just going to be an exact repeat of Toy Story 2. Mm, Yes, there's definitely that vibe. Just as the situation is looking darkest for Woody and Forky, I think they'll be rescued at the last moment by a cape-wearing Bo Peep who fights off the dummies and Gabby Gabby with her crook. The stick hook that she herds sheep with. And She, she, She doesn't have allegiance with criminals. No. And she leads Woody and Forky out of the antique shop. She said, I've left the antique shop days ago. And she leads Woody and Forky over to the car. Carnival. Now, I believe that Bo Peep has left the antique shop and joined up with a group of lost toys, abandoned toys, who travel around in the carnival. So they, I think yeah. they hide underneath Matty D's grinning. I think he's got the exact same theory. <laughs> I think the trailer wants you to believe that the lost toys are in the antique shop, but I think they travel around with the carnival. These toys have basically convinced Bo Peep that it's going to be way more fun to travel from town to town, having a new experience every day, basically, rather than sitting on an antique shop store shelf gathering dust. Long story short, I think Woody will be swayed by this. I think he'll go, wow, that's a good point. You know, I don't have to sit there being second banana while Forky gets all the attention. (laughs) Meanwhile, Forky's a bit worried. He's going, well... Weren't we going back to Bonnie? Well, why are you considering hanging out in the carnival with these guys? Girl always gets in the way. In the interim, Buzz will set out to find Woody. I think he's going to try and head to the antique shop, but because... The RV is parked next to the carnival because they're visiting the carnival. They've come in. Maybe they stayed at a motel nearby overnight and that's why Woody and Forky beat them there because the truck that they hitched on, I'm setting in my ways that it's a truck that they're going to hitch on. The truck went straight to the town. Maybe it was one of the carnival trucks.
box that was setting up. Could I point something that could work? Yes. Maybe it's a certain truck that has the oh, number pizza plate planet truck. Yo on it. Yeah, he's going to the carnival too. Maybe. He's still a pizza delivery driver 20 years later. Yeah, that would be a cute little reference, wouldn't it? Anyway, so Buzz is trying to get to the antique shop. It doesn't work out for him and he ends up trapped in the carnival. I think he's picked up by a carny who goes, Oh, a Buzz Lightyear toy. These are rare now. I haven't seen these for about 15 years. He puts it up as the top prize in his carnival game, where, of course, we get our cameo from Key and Peel as a duck and a rabbit, I think. Yep. A stuffed duck and a rabbit. As seen in the teaser? Yes. Or one of the teasers, I should say. Yes, absolutely. I think they appear in both of them. Anyway, a nice little cameo there. While Woody is travelling around with Bo, enjoying the lost toy life, I suppose, he's come around to the idea and he's finally thinking about leaving with Bo Peep and heading out on the road, as was her intention the whole time. But then, of course, he spies that Buzz is stuck in a situation. Maybe Forky arrives to Bo Peep and Woody and says, Buzz is in trouble. He's going to be given away as a part of a carnival game. And they'll work together with Forky to help rescue Buzz from the carnival game. And now it looks like all of them are going to head back to Bonnie and the RV at this point. It's been long enough. The the movie time's gone for long enough. We've had enough action scenes to pad it out. But it's then revealed that, no, Woody doesn't want to go back to the truck with Bonnie. He's still sold on the idea of going off with the lost toys. He says, you know what? I think my time being a one-child man is over. (laughs) I'm going to be a free man and hit the road with Bo Peep. They're going to have a tearful goodbye. He'll see Bonnie from a distance and be like... Bye, Bonnie. No, he won't reveal himself, but to himself he'll say, bye, Bonnie. And then he and Bo Peep will leave to go on their way. Buzz and Forky will go back to the toys in the RV and break the news to them. Bonnie will be sad for a moment, but she's got Forky back. But maybe she won't even notice that Woody is gone for good. And they'll go their separate ways and that'll be the tearful end. Whoa. I think they'll try and outdo the fact that the last ending was very heartfelt and tearful. So, yeah, I know it's a big claim, but I think that's what they'll do. That is and that's my very plot. big claim. So Woody retires? Yeah. He retires. He's going to go move down to Florida with he's the gonna, carnival. He's going to ride off into the sunset? Yes. In true cowboy fashion. Wow. There we go. Anything happening with Gabby? No. Nah, I think she's a uh, misdirector. You're going to think that she's the man bad guy, but she's just going to be in the antique shop in that one scene. I don't think she'll come back at all. That's my theory with her anyway. Okay. Well, I suppose i got to go next, yes. right? Yes. From the sounds of it, you got a very different idea of where your plot's going to go. A little bit. I, I was, was worried that we'd have exactly the I was same plot, to be honest. I was actually surprised that there is a lot of similarities there. And I think I should say, before I go into this, when myself and Kieran watched the trailer, yes. I was grinning ear to ear, especially after the episode previous, because yes. this trailer gives out so much. It was When like, you watch both trailers back to back... Oh... I think 90% of the movies in It them. was a buffet of info. I was like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Especially after, what was the last movie we did? Men in Black International. In, oh my God. Where there was zero there information. Was zero. So that was fantastic. So I was like really excited. I could go on, on and on about this story, but I have noticed that I tend to ramble a little bit with these ones. So I'm going to try to keep it brief. This is me being disciplined, Kieran. I'm exercising restraint. So I'm going to keep it very, very simple. But, like you, the opening will, of course, be an imagination scene uh, with Bonnie playing with the toys. So, my first thought, right, was, okay, well, they're going to be playing this scenario out. Bonnie's going to be playing with the toys. What's popular at the time? Superheroes. Maybe it'll be like an Avengers 
S- it's Disney as well, it's isn't it? Disney so they as can well. do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. They can tie it in with Avengers. It's a very popular thing. Maybe Buzz Lightyear is a superhero. Maybe Woody, they're they're teaming up. They're fighting Ham or whoever. But then I thought, that's not really within Bonnie's character, right? So I think what it's actually going to be is it's actually going to be a really quirky, dramatic, like, wedding scenario where it's going to be played what? for laughs. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be- Who's getting married? I don't know. Maybe it'll be Jesse and Buzz. It'll oh, be there Jesse you go. And I Buzz was going to suggest that. Because they had the chemistry in the last movie and that's we're going to and lead, the movie before and the movie before and we're going to lead into this movie getting a little bit of a payoff for that but of course because it's Bonnie and Bonnie is lovable and quirky and different she's going to play it really overly dramatic and it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to have a lot of laughs in it and that's what's going to be the opener that sounds good actually mm, thank you I came up with it myself so oh, you didn't steal it from somewhere <laughs> as per usual <laughs> yes it was actually on the Wikipedia page um, no it wasn't so here's where we open up we, we begin with Woody who is Bonnie's favourite toy who like yourself she takes him to school because he's the favorite. Bonnie is like yourself starting a new school. I thought it was a new school, but I'm actually sold on the fact that you're probably right. It's probably kindergarten because enough time's passed. She was in preschool in the last movie. And Bonnie is very, very shy. We saw this in the previous movie. So it's a very new experience and a very big first step for her to be in this new school, especially because she's quite quiet. So she takes Woody to school. This is where we'll also see Bonnie being introduced to the new class and she'll shuffle over and be really meek. And she'll tell the class that what she's doing this weekend is going on a trip with her family. And this is where Woody... This is more economical than hearing it in the car, like (laughs) I thought. So this is where we find the information that that's where they're going. They're going to the Grand Basin. And this is also where in Arts and Crafts, because Bonnie is by herself, she makes a new friend. And this is where the creation of Forky comes underway and we see it through Woody's eyes as well. So when Woody and Forky come back to home from school, Woody breaks the news to everybody else. He breaks the news that... It's a sport! He tells everyone that they're going on a road trip and then he also introduces Forky. The gang is more excited about the former news than the latter. They're very excited to be going on a road trip, but they're very apprehensive like yourself with this new toy, especially because he doesn't seem too sold on who he is. So Woody defends Forky. He may even refer to Buzz, talk to Buzz directly and refer to himself in the third movie, how much he's grown. Buzz was a piece of shit. Now we all love him. (laughs) Well, how Woody was not so pleasant. So we're saying, no, Forky's one of us. The porcupine says, he's a spork, but like they're going to- Timothy Dalton's that porcupine, by the way. how? Really? Yes. Woody's going to defend him. He's going to like, he's important to Bonnie. We're going to make him feel at home. He's one of us. So then they'll go on the road trip. Forky's having an existential crisis on who he is, what he is, why he is into being. He starts to doubt that he should never exist as a toy. And that's possibly motivated by the other toys talking about him. He might overhear mm. them talking, being like, this is weird. Like, he's a forky, blah, blah, blah. And they're well-intending. They're not malicious, but they're just a little... Apprehensive. Apprehensive about it. and They just want their own living space. Forky <laughs> takes it the wrong way. So this is where Forky decides in a fit of an emotional, not really emotional, but he, he decides, a tanty. I'm not a toy. I'm not one of you guys. I'm leaving. I'm pretty much litter. That's what I am to you guys. And he jumps out the window. Big mistake, Forky. Woody decides, no, this can't be. He's one of us. He's important to Bonnie, so he chases after him and leaves the RV. This is in the RV as well. I should have mentioned yes. that. This is while they're traveling. Yeah. We cover that in my plot. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just bandwagoning off your plot there. Watch the trailer if you're lost. You'll see all this. <laughs> so this is where we'll have a nice little scene with Woody and Forky. We get all the comedic chops of Forky being annoying the donkey to mm. Woody's Shrek, if you will. <laughs> yes. 
Woody will try to convince Forky about his place as a toy and how important that is. Eventually, they will find their way because Woody is essentially going, well, I know where they're going. They're going to the Grand Basin, so he just follows the road down. And on the way, they go to a small town. This is where they find... So they walk the entire way. Yeah. It's quite a walk. It gives them enough character development time. So time will pass and they'll arrive. Yes. I thought that this was going to be a good place for a flashback. But that'll come later. Okay. Because there's a credit... Anyway, I'll get into it. Okay. Um, He ends up at an antique store and he sees in the glass a familiar face. That can't be Bo Peep, can it? It is. So Woody goes straight in. He climbs through the... Mail slot. Mail slot. Forky's like, what are you doing? And they, they follow him. And this is where we're introduced to our lead antagonist, Gabby Gabby. So Gabby Gabby introduces herself. She seems very sweet, yes. very inviting. She takes to Woody. I love your sexy cowboy legs. Well, yeah, she t- <laughs> she takes a special interest in Woody. She really likes him. She really wants to have him around. Mm. Woody's unsettled by this because, I mean, it's a creepy doll. Yes. And she encourages him to stay. You don't need to be in a hurry to go anywhere. Just He'll be like, did you see Toy Story 3 with lots of hugs? <laughs> just do that again, but with a doll. And he'll sort of say, I was looking for my friend. And she's like, oh, we- we'll find your friend. We'll find your friend for you. He'll be like, well, actually, I think I might. I better go. And then she becomes immediately aggressive her minions the bensons come out and try to stop them the dummies yes something will happen in this exchange where woody will knock gabby's voice box oh she has a voice box yes i just thought she was porcelain no she has a voice box it may be something i read in the character brief oh so she knocks her voice box and her voice is very unsettling or broken it's i I reckon it's broken turns into like a demon voice like baby laughs a lot i I thought that originally but i think that it's just going to be like cracked Okay. So it'll get in through the movie, but essentially Gabby Gabby is, she's got a broken voice box and that's why no one wanted to buy her and she's bitter and resentful. She's a bitter, resentful toy because of that. Right. But what does Woody have? A oh, voice box. Ooh, so what does Gabby want? His voice box. She wants to be able to say, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, she thinks that if she takes Woody's voice box, because he's an antique Woody, I mean, he's got a big drawstring there, so it's a dead giveaway. She's like, hello. (laughs) Let me pull on your drawstring, Woody. I can take that and I can be a toy that's, you know, sought after. So that's her motivation, essentially. And she's kind of the the massive kingpin, the godfather of this area. If it was like another similar movie, she is like the Stinky Pete, let's say, (laughs) in the similar movie Toy Story 2. I would say very similar, but I would say more Lotso than anything else. Okay, yeah. Anyway, Bo Peep saves them. An old familiar face, Bo Peep. She takes out Gabby. She's held up at the antique store. I think she's in the back room of the antique store. So I think she's actually going to be there, but she's going to have access to the fun park. And then we see that she has a sanctuary for lost toys. In the fun park or in the antique shop? I think they're at the back of the antique store. Right. I think there's like, I think the antique store is connected to another building and that's where those toys are held up. Mm. But they also go... Well, they could just be in the back room in storage. Yeah. And then they can climb up this building and they can view the, the actual fun park area. So Bo Peep is a different Bo Peep. She's brave, adventurous. She's running the shots. She's, she's a, got a cape. She's like, she's got a cape. Selling off the stores there, the new <laughs> Bo Peep with a cape. And she's kind of the Woody of this group. She's the leader. She also has a little... I don't think they've ever sold Bo Peep figures or toys really? at all in the past. No. Interesting. Interestingly enough, I always thought that she was like a breakable figurine. I didn't think she I was... thought that too. But she's looking like she's ready for action in this one. Yeah. So I, I don't I know surprised. how they'll explain that. Yeah, I think you got to go with it. She has a little friend who's a, a little police officer that sits on her shoulder. I thought it was a tiny little doll. Maybe she's got a it full It is a set. tiny little doll, but it's a police officer no, doll. No, but I saw one that was a little girl. Yeah. it's um, A little girl policeman officer. It's Giggles, I think. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, a little girl police officer. So they, they look after everybody. They look after all the lost toys. They also come into the fun park as well. 
why i don't know they want to play with kids and there are toys in the fun park maybe she's recruiting i don't think she's recruiting i think she's just enjoying the life of a free toy Mm. and this is where she convinces woody of this Woody's trying to Maybe tell her Maybe she's to- like the rat Templeton from Charlotte's Web where she goes into the fun park after dark to binge on all the food. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I think it's to do with the fact that there's children at the fun park yes. and, and they live she's forever. She's enjoying them by proxy. Yeah, they're living forever and she's a free toy. And this is where we get the main crux of the story, which is Woody's conflicting Now, is this a moving nature. carnival or is it a fixed well, amusement I thought it, park? I liked it was a moving carnival. Maybe you're right. I dare say to go with that but for the purpose of my plot it's a fixed carnival okay but i think you're probably right so yeah so woody gets to reminisce with Bo. he's an old toy he's stuck in his ways but she's trying to convince not trying to convince him but she's like i've moved on woody this is my life now i don't want to go back with you with bonnie so buzz worrying about his friend he hasn't seen him for a while decides to go out and save him He finds himself in a a funny set of circumstances, discovered by a human and tied up. A carny. A carny by Pat Oswald carny. And he gets tied up and is potentially sold. This is where we meet our two little rabbits. It's all funny, guys. This is where there's going to be scenes in the movie where, because Andy's mum is credited in this movie. Oh, really? Oh, I yes. did notice that, actually. Yes. But mm. Which is really interesting because you no, said- No, she was in the car <laughs> yeah. in the flashback that Woody was thinking about well, when maybe she took Bo Peep into the be, antique shop. It would be kind of cool if this was a place that Andy lived, but I, I thought that was a cool like thing. I suggested. Plot. Yeah, 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 I think that'd be kind of cool. But I, in my initial plot that I thought of, I think they're going to flashback where Bo and Woody's going to explain to Forky about his life before Andy. So he's going to start talking oh, about really? Andy's mum as a child, about their life he, growing up. we said in- our best movie quest podcast that we thought that Woody was Andy's dad's toy. We did, but I'm throwing it out at the window because this, okay. this makes more sense for this plot. Yes. So that was an interesting conversation. Listen mm. to that podcast, people. Yes, um, please do. So it's going to be where Woody and Bo Peep first met. So there's going to be like little flashbacks right. of that and a little bit of nostalgia. Like in the 60s or something. Well, yeah, exactly. Bo decides I like that idea. Bo I decides really like that she's going to, because Gabby Gabby is such a powerful figure. I thought you were going to say something else, but yes. Bo Peep decides she's going to help him escape. They're going to use the help of a little stuntman, a little Keanu Reeves stuntman that's yes. living in shame because he couldn't replicate the stunts that his commercial promised. And he's... <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that's in the... <laughs> that's, that's in the character brief. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it, and his big moment will be when he actually completes it. Little spoiler. It's like there. an evil Knievel toy with a bike, is Exactly, he? yeah. And he's oh, like okay. a small little evil Knievel. So I thought either they're going to help Woody escape or Bo Peep's going to need Woody's help to fix Gabby so they can be free. But I think it's going to be the latter. I think Bo Peep's going to help Woody. That makes more sense. So that's, this is all it. sort of contained within the theme the park. Theme park. Oh, so yep. Gabby Gabby is there. Yep. Or she's like operating from the antique store. Right. She's yep. got minions who she's go got, out work yeah, for Yeah, exactly. From what I understand, and she doesn't walk. She's sort of pushed around inside a pram. Yes, by the Bensons. <laughs> so that happens. The Buzz and Woody reunite. It all comes to a massive head where what do you mean? Uh, the stuntman... A massive head. <laughs> Buzz meets Woody. They convince Woody to go back. They see where Bonnie is, so they're like, we can make a break for it. The stunt driver helps them. He makes a big distraction. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves makes a big distraction by getting rid of the Bensons. He does like a big... Loop-de-loop. Loop-de-loop. <laughs> drives it's really impressive. He's like, fire. yes, I did it, man. Excellent. The Bensons are all distracted. Woody and the gang make a run for it. They're going to try to make it to the RV. 
They're stopped by Gabby. That's Woody and Forky here. Forky finally manages to stand up for himself because she pretty much tells him, you're nothing but a spork. And he's like, no, I am a toy. And I'm loved. Yeah. What can you say for yourself? Exactly. And she'll have some of her Bensons with her. But when she says that you're not loved, you'll never be loved, la la la, she does a big villain monologue. Yeah. The Bensons turn on her. She's taken away. Slap the shit out of her. And she is defeated. That there way. There we go. What happens to her is she becomes a prize at the fair. Oh, and how nice. The funny thing will be is that her voice box will actually be considered cool by, the, by that the a- emo child that picks her up. That demographic, they're like, oh my God, that's cool. So she'll her quality is not what she always thought it was. Right. There's actually more to her than what she sees. So that's what's going to happen there. We're going to have a nice little moment where Woody and Bo are going to sit down and say goodbye to each other. This is our tearful moment, but I don't think they're going to go to Toy Story 3 with it. Woody's going to look at his shoe and see the faded Andy print. Right. Um, That's nice. I like that. Buzz is going to come and call Woody back to Bonnie and they're going to go off. Bonnie is going to be accepted by her friends. And then as we go off, we have the final song, You've Got a Friend in Me, playing. Randy yeah. Newman version? Yeah. Or is it going to be like a funky young Nah, it'll be cover. a Randy Newman version. Like the Jonas Brothers do a cover it of a song. <laughs> yeah. And also while Bo Peep and Woody are sitting there discussing how lucky they are to know such wonderful kids and be a part of their lives. And I think that's what's going to be. I think they're going to be very tame in comparison to Toy Story 3. It's going to be more like a... If Toy Story 3 was like a real emotional hit, this is going to be kind of like the cool after. Like it's still going to have a little bit mm, of fun with victory it. victory lap. Yeah, it's going to ha- still have a little fun with it, but it's going to be a little bit mild. And that's my plot. Mm, there you go. I like it a fair bit. Thanks. I'm not sure if that's what we're going to see on the screen, but it would be nice if that is the direction that they go in. So if you disagree... Or agree. Or agree. Let or us have know. something interesting to add on. Yes. I'm really excited to see if this is the spot where Andy and his family are from. Yes. That would be really cool. In the first movie, I would even say. Anyway. Or where Andy's mum is from. I actually like that idea. If you agree, if you disagree, if you want to throw in your own opinion, you can contact us at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. That's our email address. Otherwise, we're on Facebook at our page at Potential Spoilers. Just look for the logo. We read our comments as well, so thank you for them because there's been some yes. that's happened yes and yes, we're taking yes. it on board yes yes we are you know who you are out there now we're finished talking about this disney sequel on to talk about our next disney sequel oh yeah we're back to the superhero well we're back to the marvel superhero well next how week. exciting of we're course we're talking about the spider-man sequel spider-man far from home which of course is the second yeah it's the second standalone Spider-Man movie in the Marvel Universe and we're going to be talking all about it next week so yeah I'm very excited to be talking about that so please join us for that next week and thanks again for listening and we'll see you again soon catch you then listen to Remco's baby laugh a lot Baby Laugh-A-Lot. <laughs> She's the funniest doll you've ever seen. <laughs> Just push the button and she starts to giggle. <laughs> Get Baby Laugh-A-Lot by Remco. <laughs>